Hello and welcome to Green Dudes, the only Green Day podcast that matters. Um, I am Connor Mack and I'm here with my best pal in the Green Day-verse, Mr. Connor Kelly. Hello. How are you doing this lovely evening, Connor? I'm drunk. You're looking nice and toasty. Yeah. You're looking nice and toasty. <laughs> but, you know, in a in a good, um, responsible kind of way. Yeah, of course. You know? I mean, you're not driving. You're not going no, out. No, no, you're, you're no, not, no, 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 if, no. If you were, you know, out and about, you would call the driving crooner to come pick you up to get you home yeah, safe I, and responsibly. I would. It's just I'd be worried. I'd feel I'd feel like kind of selfish about calling him because I know there's people trying to kill there him. There are people trying to kill him, yeah. They're yeah. trying to take yeah. his life. That's true. Yeah. Um, if, if you were privy to that, maybe you would call somebody else. I don't know. It's like between the driving crooner and just driving drunk, it's like which one's better. What's, yeah. I mean, you could die either way, really. It's true. Yeah. I mean, at least... You know, the driving drunk way, I'm not going to kill a driving crooner, am I? Well, you could kill somebody else. Yeah. You know? That's <laughs> yeah. a possibility. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but anyways. Well, well, hold, let's not just like... This, quit- is, this is not an I think you should leave podcast. No, no, no. no. Um, and, and, and to be clear, like I wouldn't ever drive drunk. Of course. Of course. I would never do We're just joking around here. Um, but tonight we're, we're kind of in a celebratory mood. You know, I even have cracked open a couple of... Uh, of Coca-Cola Cherry Zero Sugars. Well, you do that every night. Yeah, but it's always a celebration. Okay. And, uh, but, you know, tonight Connor was like, hey, I'm going to crack open a bottle of wine. I'm going to have three whiskeys. And, yeah. Uh, and the reason is because we're celebrating a brand new Green Day album that we have just previewed. Yeah, I mean, even... I, I get why you're saying previewed, but even saying previewed is kind of shortchanging yes. what we did tonight. You're right. We we um just you know mere hours ago we got back from the Green Day uh, Saviors listening party um, in in Brooklyn, New York, at a, a cool record slash coffee shop called For the Record. Um, and, uh, we, we are here to report our thoughts on, on the album and the, uh, our, our adventure around this listening party. Um, Connor, first off, I, I know we, we kind of saw the, the announcement that there's listening parties happening and we're like, yeah, hey, that, that, that could be kind of cool. That could be kind of cool. Um, have you ever been to a record release, like listening party and like, what what were your thoughts initially, on on the idea? Oh yeah, we're gonna go and gather around and listen to uh, the new Green Day record for the first time at a record store. Okay, so one, no, I've never done anything like this. I've never been to a record listening party in this way before. Um, although I. I have been to record release shows. Yeah. Um, but that's... They're different little, things. It is a little different. Yeah, because, I mean, the band was not playing live at this... No. At this event. No. Much to our dismay. Yes. I mean, if if they'd showed up and, uh, you know, Trey 
smoked a big fat blunt and passed it to right, the crowd. Right, right. That would have been cool. A big fat duber. A big fat duberilla. Um, and then I'd be even toastier than I am right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, you would. You know, me. <laughs> who knows who would have drove where after that? I you know. know what I'm saying? I mean, again, just to be clear, we didn't drive it. Yeah, no yeah, drive. yeah. And no, we I mean, weren't, just, just you know. to be absolutely clear, I would not do that. Yes, you know, I would to not. totally doesn't, clear. Doesn't you know. matter how many fat dubers no, no, um, no. I would have smoked. And, like, I'm still in control of my faculties. And you can... Ride the subway as high as you want. They yeah. just let you. They just let you in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. In fact, if you get to a certain level of highness, the cops are like, "Oh, uh, right this way." Yeah, right they, this way. they they escort you right they'll, in. They'll be like, "Wow, it looks like you really could use some free transportation yeah. to get you home safely from point A to point B." Um, we'll yeah, we'll help you out with that. That's what they're known for. So it's nice. Protect and serve. I, isn't it kind of funny in the lyric booklet? Um, that you that you got. Not yes. to jump the gun on yes. that. But there is a page that says no cops, no problem. No cops, no problem. It's yeah, the the Coma City uh, page in, in the lyric book that I that I received. We'll get to that in a moment. But yeah, that 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 is me thinks Billy might have a bit of an issue with police officers. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute, no cops, no problem. Does that mean cops? Problem? Hmm. I mean, if you know, you 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 could look at it that way. You could look at it that way. Interesting. You know that that's got me thinking. Yeah. Maybe these cops aren't all they're cracked up to be. Hmm. Uh. So and and wrapping up the other part of your question, which uh, obviously I remember, like it was yesterday, very clearly. Or have I ever have I ever been to a record yes, wrestling party? And no. What, what did you think about about just about the concept of of, oh, of going to yes. a, a listening party? Yes. Having never done one before. Okay. Um, yeah, I was actually pretty excited about that. Uh, you and I, historically, for a very long time, have considered ourselves to be album guys. Yes. We like to listen to albums. Very much so. Um, you know, we 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 appreciate a uh, front to back record listen. You know that that kind of creates a, a complete uh, journey or statement. You know, by virtue of like its its um, entirety, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's it's something to appreciate from beginning to end, much like a movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so. Having a opportunity that um, that essentially gives you that same uh, initial listen, but with a group of people experience the, experiencing the same thing, I, I thought was, you know, really cool. I, I guess I imagined I'd be with a lot of like-minded people. You know, it's like, why would you... Why else would you go to that? You know, yeah, right? it's like yeah. you 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 must um, be interested in listening to the album. You must have like album listening intentions, right? Yeah. Um, and and so it's it's almost like a bit of a alone together kind of deal. That's a great way to describe it. You know, you're you're, you're spot on. Um, I I had never been to one either. Um, and you know, I I I wasn't super. Um, into you know, I've 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 known that that was a thing that people did, um, but for a new album, you know, th- th- there th- there's a part of me that's like, oh, you know, I, it's it, it kind of feels like a more insular experience, you know, like I, I like to have my headphones on, 
to kind of be uninterrupted and have it really soak in. But um, with, with you know Green Day, it's kind of different. I think it's it's you know whenever a Green Day album comes out, it's like a big event mm-hmm. and hotly anticipated. As you know, we we we've been really uh, excited for for the release of Saviors, and so um, and, and and then in my head too was you know you and I listening to the leak of foam um, back in 2020 on, on a, you know, my cell phone. Um, and, and I was like, yeah, it was kind of a no brainer. Like this is a uh, hell. Yeah. This is a great way to, to experience uh, saviors for the first time. And uh, I think, I think it was. And, and I think the, the, the idea of a listening party is pretty cool. Like, you know, why can't listening to, albums be a you know communal experience kind of like you know it's no no substitute for live music but it's but it's still a fun thing to do i think yeah yeah it it has a bit of um sort of like the silent disco kind of vibes that yeah uh, you know were, were popular for a hot minute there and um uh oh and and then you were talking about like kind of that that interesting sort of like back and forth between um you know i guess kind of the the weight that we put on an initial listen of a record versus like a green day being this weird exception where they're so big that um it it almost like doubles back on itself yeah and like it's in a way, like it, it kind of feels weird to get a new Green Day album and listen to it like it's another record, right? For, for yes. the first time, it's not like exactly. It, it feels weird to think that, like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna throw it on, like I'm just gonna take a walk or whatever, yeah. and I'll listen to the new Green Day record. It's like it, it feels like there needs to be some kind of thing to commemorate that like shift between there being no Green Day album and there being a Green Day album. Yeah, now. And, uh, like you said, with Foam, like, it, it kind of worked out in a, in a really, um, you know, special sort of, uh, you know, un- unintended and magical kind of way, you know, that, that, that really, I think, uh, colored our perceptions of the album and, um, and, and made that feel like a very, very cool moment for us as, like, Green Day fans and as friends and so it's like, what? We're just gonna get Saviors and like just fucking download it on Apple Music and like yeah, it's unceremonious. Listen to it in the car. It's like no, no. And so I I was happy to have something that made it feel like we were able to celebrate the event together. Yeah, absolutely. And this was the, the, this was a great um, opportunity for that. And uh, you know, I I I just feel like. It is, it's something that happens every few years at the most. And you kind of have to savor, savor the moment while you have it and kind of, you know, they, they, they do a lot of fun things. And it's just, it's, it's like you, you have that feeling of, oh, I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of the, the, um, the rollout to this record, you know, um, being as, as big of, of dorks, you know, as we are, you know, it's like, yes. these are the these are the times, man, we're going to look back on and be like, hey, that was fun. Yeah. Um, especially when, you know, saviors will be in our, will be etched into our DNA and our memory 10 years from now. It'll be, uh, you know, just kind of building that, 
story, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I um, I agree completely, and uh, it's it is kind of funny to think about like you know almost almost like ensuring that you're going to have something to look back on by mm. by like grabbing the present moment right like yeah. um it's instead of like uh past ideas of the future it's like creating the future in the past or whatever you yeah know? it's like yeah. um and not not to say that we're doing it to have a memory to look back on, like it's it's just as you know meaningful to experience these these moments and create these moments in the right now time, but uh, you know it's like we we know from personal experience from being friends and being Green Day fans for as long as we have been that like we have so many moments to look back on and be like man wasn't that fucking awesome and it's yeah. like yeah it was so it's like. There, there is kind of like a recognition that you also have to make those moments happen in the first place. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah. it is, it is cool that we got to have that for saviors. Yeah. And and like on top of that, you know, I, I think I'll always think of saviors as, um, you know, the beginning of this podcast. Yes. Too. You yeah. know, it's like it, it feels like it's it's wrapped up in this is something that we've talked about for a while doing like a green day podcast and it is. And so it's, it's kind of cool that no matter how saviors shakes out in terms of like, Oh, where do we rank it in the discography or whatever? Like it, it feels like it's always going to have some kind of special distinction of like being the hype and being the record that we were looking forward to and talking about when like we finally, you know, set forth on a, tackling green day's discography as this as this big discussion art project together. yes something that you know we, we've said before we were kind of born to do you know it was just time and uh and, and we are fucking in it we're in the in the trenches here um do you remember any other of your first listening experiences for green day records because i we, we covered foam obviously yeah um and that was cool because it, it was together um, I, I imagine American Idiot was together too. Um, yeah. And other than that, I, um, I, I do have one other memory. So I, it almost feels like a cop out because, um, we've talked about this memory before. I think it's very strong in both our minds, but you know, we both remember going to, um, uh, the mall and you buying Kerplunk and mm, me yeah, buying yeah. international yep, super hits. Yep. And I, I still like distinctly remember us hanging out together in your grandparents' basement. And I remember like the exact, uh, silver portable, uh, CD player that I had that I had listened to my CDs. And I remember us just like sitting like next to each other. Yeah. And, um, and listening to our records, you know, and, and just, just kind of having that experience wash over us. And well, that's like a silent disco. It, it is. And then when it comes to American Idiot, you know, what's funny is I don't remember, I don't remember listening to it for the first time, but here's what I remember about it. I remember you 
you know, knocking on my door or ringing my doorbell or whatever, or whatever it was, but you came to my house yep, to I, tell me mm, that you had it. I, I, that's I, what I remember. I very clearly remember, yeah, ringing your doorbell, you opening the door and I've got it in my hands. Yes. I'm like, I'm like, yes. dude, dude, look what I have. Yes. Yeah. And so like, I know that's the moment just before, like, I know. obviously yeah. it was like, holy shit. And then like, I probably went over to your house yeah. and we listened to it together. Yeah. And like, that's the weird thing about memory is like, I don't have the memory of listening to American Idiot for the first time with you. I only know that it happened. I know. And the specific memory that I have is you coming to my house yep. and telling me. It's funny that that's the same bit of, of the story that I have in my head too, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, of course we, we went and we listened to it right after that. Um, the other one that I have clear as day in my mind is um, 21st Century Breakdown. Yes, because uh, when, that's when I went over to your house. Exactly. Yes, I, I, yeah, I was living um, like two hours away from you at that point, and you came to visit. I think this, I, I think it was the weekend that it came out, maybe. Um, and I remember uh, we were hanging out in my room, and I had that the the silver boombox. Yeah. And um, I was just playing it for you, and, and I, I I remember it was like some at some point like in East Jesus Nowhere or something where you, where you're like. Wow, man, they still have it. You yeah, know, like yeah. you know, like the, the the little bit of doubt you had was washed away, and 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 and, and uh, it was a cool, cool moment because we're both we're both like, man, I can't believe they did it again. Holy shit, you know, uh, that, that was exciting. Um, and then yeah, I mean, uh, for the trilogy and Reverat, I know there's moments that we both had with the records together, but um, but yeah, not, not you know nothing, nothing like that or or like Saviors, but. Um, so, so yeah, I think it was a cool, a cool, um, first and we can get into it. We can get into talking about the, the listening party itself. We, we both weren't totally sure what to expect. You know, right. we, uh, we, we took the subway to, to Brooklyn, you know, it's a hop, skip and jump away from your, your Yeah. Pad. And, and we, we kind of laughed because we were on the G train. We were, yes. And yeah. got off at Greenpoint. We got off at Greenpoint. And the, the G train itself is colored green. Uh, mm-hmm. Not, I mean, not the train itself. The circle. But like the, right. Yeah. It's like each, yeah. each line has its own distinct color. And the G train itself is marked by the green color. Mm-hmm. And so we're on the fucking train, the G train, the green G train to get off at Greenpoint. Going to Greenpoint. And you're like, buddy, we're doing all this shit and we're going to Green Day? I know. Are you it's fucking like, kidding me? Uh, it just, you know, it was a little bit serendipitous, yes. one might say. That's you uh, know. exactly the word. You're like really you. on top of that word. It's a great word. Thank you. And and it's you know people were asking us like, what's the point of all this? And we're just like, we just pointed to the sign, Greenpoint. Yeah. Green Day. Yes. Can't you see? Right. Stupid motherfucker. <laughs> That's what, what the right? point is. Why? Why do people keep asking us? You know. <laughs> and weird. and uh, it's really weird. Actually, I wish they would stop. Um, but no, yeah, we, we, we got off the train and and made our way. Well, first off, we we like we walked past the record store. It was very inconspicuous. Yeah, we did actually. And we turned around. You were like waiting to, to see a line of you know, of Green Day people, people with you know, uh, black mascara and tattoos and ripped jeans. Yeah. You know, we're like, where are these people? As Green Day fans, we're very used to showing up to a Green Day event and already seeing like. Yes. A bunch of people way, there. Way early. Right. Way, you know, by like, the wow, way. Wow, like, where did you fucking come from? Exactly, yeah. 
Yeah, and and uh, so eventually you found it, and you know, sure enough, there were quite a few other Green Day fans just kind of chilling out, hibernating, pretending to to you know act cool in in, in yeah, this cool yeah, kind just, of uh, just casually flipping through records. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you know I. Really wanted to check out this uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard yeah, album. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> you know that's that's why you know I'm, I'm just chilling out, man. You know. Oh man, look, it's a rare, um, it's it's a rare King Crimson album. <laughs> uh, ju- yeah, and and right. I mean it just it's and it's m- obvious. Me- meanwhile, everyone's coming up to the same guy behind the counter, like, uh, hey, uh, I heard this green thing yeah, was when, happening. When, uh, when, uh, when's that? Uh, hear about this green yeah. thing? Oh, oh, oh. Uh-huh. By the way, oh, this is the place. By oh. the way, by the way, I don't. Wait a minute. This ki- this is the place. Wait a minute. This this place is this. Oh, okay. <laughs> the oh, I've heard green day events happening. I've heard of those green day guys. Okay, maybe, maybe I'll stick around. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll stick well, around. Just check it out. Yeah, just check. Get out. And, um, you, you, you know, so it's just the same question being asked over and over again. Everybody knew what was about to Everybody go did, yeah. And, and so it, it was a bit of a madhouse, you know. It's a bit of a madhouse. Um, I, I, I think the, the people who, who worked at the store, um, which there were two, uh, they, I think they did a pretty good job at wrangling the, the, uh, Green Day Corral into order. And, um, you know, we, we kind of got wristbands and were shuffled in shortly before six. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it, it, it was, uh, it wasn't as, as chaotic and, and, um, you know, scary as it could have been, you know, like, yeah, we, nobody got trampled or anything. No, 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 no. Um, and, and we, we certainly had some moments of feeling like, you know, what, what do we expect? You know, when we first got there, we're like, are we going to wait outside? And they're telling us no. And then we come back and people have made a line for themselves. It, it's not that it was chaotic. It's that, um, you know, I, I, I think that there was like, just more Green Day fans there than like anyone was really accounting for. Yeah. Like you said, there were only two people working there, and th- there were probably about like eighty Green Day fans or so in the first showing. All all said, something like that, and um, and and so I think given that, given what they were expecting, what actually happened, I I do think that they did um, a fine job in making it all work and you know making announcements to to talk about like you know what they have available and what to expect it's just that there was kind of like that period of uncertainty where like we didn't we just didn't know yeah. like our does it matter what place we are in line you know are are, are we going to be getting shirts you know it's like how how is the Green Day listening party swag going to be distributed? Everyone wants the swag. And we did eventually get very clear answers to those questions. And when we got those answers, it was like, oh, you know, like th- there wasn't any mad rush. It's uh, everything was very ordered, just like you're saying. It's just that there was like that period of kind of being put on hold. You know, yeah, we, we just exactly didn't that. know. 
Yeah. And um, I, I and so I think it was like it was like that kind of like it was the waiting. It was the anticipation. Yes. Yes. It was the not knowing. Absolutely. That kind of felt like oh, there's all this stuff in the air. Yeah. You know? And I think that's it's it, that that's only fair, you know, for a for a two man operation. Certainly. But. but um, so we, so for the record, for the record, there we go. I I, I really was dying to like. They did they did pretty good. Yeah, I was dying to to you know make a joke, make a for the record joke while I was there, but I didn't have the didn't have the guts. Yeah, I almost wanted to ask the guy like, hey, how'd you come up with that name? Yeah, right. Just and just like <laughs> just, just for the record. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, you know, it, then it was made clear, you know, there's a limited amount of merchandise or what people call swag you know and uh i i, I had my eye on um a, a pretty sweet lyric booklet and it made it was made clear that you only get the lyric booklet if you pre-order the record yes and so there was a lot of hemming and hawing from from me yeah because um, about whether or not i was going to do you, that you had not pre-ordered the record i hadn't no before we got there. No, no. And we showed up there without any pre-order, yeah. without nothing. Without nothing. And I, you know, I going through my head, I was like, you know, th- this this is the first Green Day record that I have not pre-ordered. And part of that is because I'm kind of like in between homes, going, you know, transitioning. But also... Um, yeah, I I, uh, I I don't have a working turntable, and uh, but in that moment, I was like, "Fuck it," throwing caution to the wind. Um, I pre-ordered the damn thing, and I got the damn uh, lyric booklet, and I couldn't be happier, Connor, because it's it's a really, really, it's a really cool booklet. Uh, it really is cool, and honestly, like we were kind of, it's like, okay, so first off. Um, they they were very uh, upfront about like not having any shirts to hand out, and one of the things that we had mentioned was like, oh wow, you know, we, we kind of thought maybe uh, being um, really the the only New York City record store that um, was doing the listening yeah, party. Yeah, I was doing the listening party. It's like, oh yeah, like they'll probably have all the fucking shit, right? And there's a lot of record stores in the city. Yeah. Well, it turns out. No, no, they they were shortchanged. So they were shirt changed. They were shirt changed. So they didn't hand out any shirts, which again is fine. It, it was a matter of like we didn't know what to expect, and then we found out. Um, not any fault of the store itself. Just for the record, um, unless they're selling them, yeah, on the black market yeah, or I something, mean, which, which is a possibility. It's possible. I I mean you know, I I don't think that's the case. No, but, you know. No, but I mean, like, you know, we'd have to be idiots to not just consider it for a moment, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Okay. But, but the reason I'm saying that is because, okay, so it's like, so we we knew that there were shirts up for grabs, but then there isn't, right? And then the other thing was like, okay, well, there's the pins. I didn't know what the pins looked like, but I was kind of imagining like an enamel pin, like, like something that um, really feels like it kind of commemorates the release of something. Well... Actually, it turns out it's kind of a, a bit of a flimsy, cheap pin. Not that it isn't a cool pin, but it is a bit of a cheap pin. And so, I think it was the record booklet that, pardon the pun, we've already made a few puns here, right? But pardon the pun, it's kind of the savior yes. of the uh, listening party-like 
merch or swag yeah. or whatever you want to call it yeah. because um, it, it really is the real deal. It's it's well made. It has a lot of character. It feels very much in line with um, Green Day lyric booklets of the past with like kind of the um, like I don't know pastiche you know uh, fucking. What do you call that when you glue a whole bunch of shit on a whole bunch of other shit? Like a zine. Yeah, like a, yeah, 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 yeah. Zine energy, right? Um, uh, and 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 so, um, you know, really the big question at the time too was like, would you pull the trigger on pre-ordering? While in person while in at the person, record yeah. store. Just for a chance. To see, right, we yeah. did not know for sure, to see if you would get yes. a record book. Yes, and and I I I kind of was a little sneaky, and I, I, I did pull the trigger on, on pre-ordering the record in the hopes that maybe I would, my name would be called out for a zine, for a lyric booklet. Um, but I wasn't sure, because it was, it, it was right then and there, you know, for all I knew, people had pre-ordered the record from the store weeks ago you know and um they they knew the deal so i i i pre-ordered it quickly on my phone didn't say anything because i didn't want to be embarrassed or be disappointed you know and uh then then i would have had my tail between my legs and and told connor afterwards like yeah i mean i i pre-ordered the record and i got zilch for it but you know luckily my name was called last you know the last name was called uh and and i and I scored. It was really funny because as, as the guy's calling out names, I'm like sitting there and, you know, obviously I, I really don't know anyone else there. So he's just calling out people's names. And then he says, Connor Mack? And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Are you serious? Come on, uh, man. Because I, I really, I didn't know. And then, you know, immediately after, because like on the, on the lead up to... It's like not only was it like okay, or is he gonna get it in the first place? But like, it, it's it's a bit of a you know, well, eh, do you really need it? Blah blah blah. Yeah. Are you gonna get a poster and this and that and you're weighing it all in your mind. Um, but it felt like the moment your name was called, I was like, fuck yeah, you know, like <laughs> because it you know it's 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 cool to um, you know. I, to to go for it, it's like yeah. you're, you're already there. I know. Um, and then like you kind of start playing mind games with yourself, where you kind of you kind of trick yourself in the the other direction. It's like, oh well, you know, I could save thirty bucks, and it's like, how often are you forced to spend thirty bucks? Yeah. Like, without even th- every time you fill up your car, every exactly, time you yeah. gotta fucking buy dinner, it's like, yeah. you know. Why not spend thirty bucks to like treat yourself? Yeah, you know, to, to to get something in in like one special moment that like you can't have again. Like exactly, it, it really makes more sense to do it. But like in the moment, you're weighing those options. Especially, and I'm really glad that you yeah pulled the trigger. No, yeah, thanks. I'm I I am too. I mean, it's it's a small thing, and it's like a pathetic thing to be a you know. So so uh, wishy washy or or fawning over, but um, but no, I mean you know again, it's like a new Green Day album is a big event, man, and uh, yeah, it was something that you know I I I thought was worth it, and I'm happy it it paid off because it, yeah, it really is a cool 
a cool little booklet, and, and it was a lot of fun to, to read along to it while listening to the album for the first time. Yes. Um, and I think we can kind of jump into that, Connor. We, uh, the, album's, the, the album playback starts with a nice little message from the man himself, Billy Joe. That's right. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he just expresses uh, his gratitude to the indie record stores and how excited he is to, to put out Saviors. You know, he calls it some of the best, or I think he calls it their best album, which is cool to hear. Um, and, yeah, it was, a, it was a nice way to start off the, the listening session. It is, yeah. It, it makes it feel... It makes it feel special, like we said, beyond just like uh, throwing the record on uh, for the first time. Like there, there, there is a, a bit of um, ceremony, as you said, and um, you know it is cool to have this uh, partnership between these record stores, some of which really are very small. I mean, like we ended up choosing to go to this uh brooklyn event for several reasons um some just having to do with my schedule with uh with with what seemed to make the most sense but there really was um a a listening event happening in your yeah current town as well exactly right in the small town that i'm living in milford connecticut and and, you uh, just have to imagine it was it, it must have been pretty fucking small yeah. like who is going I mean, to milford it's a record store i didn't even know existed so it's it's cool that that does exist where i live but um yeah i mean compared to um going to brooklyn i think it was it was probably a much smaller place much smaller affair so and, and i'm sure they had a blast at that listening party but um but, but yeah i think it's it's really cool that uh you know green day and the label are are you know not even like boutique kind of uh trendy indie stores but actual like real small record stores Um, i think that's that's a really cool thing that they uh that they're doing with this event um and uh yeah i'd I'd like to see more of that for sure for from from all their all all their kinds of bands yeah yeah it's it feels like it's a collaboration that makes sense because um you know green day who obviously we have really um made no bones about how big they are and how sometimes it feels like that can um you know maybe muddle or complicate their their more like pointed me- uh, messages or like societal critiques or whatever you want to call it right it's like oh you know how how are you going to call this shit out when you're at the top of the yeah field, right um and and so i i feel like this is a cool move on their part because like you know, it 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 uh, gives them an opportunity to do something that feels like a little more boots on the ground than they yes. than they would like often get yeah. to do on this scale. And then like vice versa, you know, it was clear even at the store that we went to for the record, this was a bigger event than they were anticipating. Yeah, they, they got, a, I mean, very likely more people in that store than they ever had just by virtue of this event happening sure yeah and so you get like the opposite effect where they're they're lifted up right yes it's oh yeah uh, it's a cool yeah it's and and so you you kind of get that like uh 
back and forth there yeah that, that I, I i think that's very successful yeah i i think you're you're right about that and, and yeah it's cool to to see kind of you know green day live by their ethos you know they've always been um very supportive of diy and of uh you know indie record stores and uh they're really putting their their money where their mouth is so that's that's really cool and, and I, of course it's a cool way to uh listen to the record first um, you know, before its actual release, and you know, it's not in a Walmart or a Best Buy or something like that. Yes, and um, and like you said, I mean, let's uh, let's get into the album proper. Yeah, so 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 I think you know, of, of course, we've only listened to it properly once. Um, I mean, it's not like somebody secretly recorded the album and we listened to it again after we got home. Did you do that? I was not me. It was not me. It was not you. It was not me. I think it might have been somebody else, but uh, who's to say? Who's who's to say? Um, All right, Connor. Do you want to jump through kind of the tracks quickly? Let's yeah. Let's track by track and just kind of let's just do track by track. We'll we'll give our first impressions. Let's just do track by track. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so track one is is a song we uh, Bobby Sacks. No, it's called the American Dream is Killing Me. Oh, it's the American Dream is Killing Me. No, we, 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 we have heard that song, of course, a million times. No, no, no I'm, I'm serious. We should talk about it. I agree. Um, especially that song because it, you know, and something we said after we listened to uh, the, the rest of the record is that this song, it, it really is not informative of the entirety of the record in a way that, you know, like American Idiot or Know Your Enemy or Bang Bang, I guess, are, are kind of more... They're kind of more informative of, of what the the record as a whole will sound like or what the um, message will be like, and th- that's very much not the case with right the single and saviors. Um, and I mean, I I don't say that as a bad thing at all, you know, because I think we we both were kind of a little bit apprehensive of oh, is this going to be a Rev Red Part Two or is this going to be all just American Idiot style? Um, you know, we're we're happy to to report that that's not the case yes. um you know as it is i think it's a i think it's a pretty killer opening track to to the record i think i mean it still hits hard for me um and it was a fun lead-in kind of what are your thoughts now on on uh on this being the opener you know i my initial thoughts are i feel like i like it more now that I know that the sound is not indicative of like the larger record, because yeah. I, I, I do think, you know, before that was, I don't want to say it was my concern because the other singles that we got, you know, one of the things that we mentioned was how each single sounds kind of distinct or offers something of its own that the other one doesn't have. So it's not that I was worried about the album being too samey, but, um, you know, I I guess I did have a concern that they might lean too heavily on this kind of sound and delivering this kind of message, a message that I think is worthwhile, but, um, you know, uh, that um, kind of kind of gets like lost in its own in in its own like. Sauce. Yeah. Lost in the sauce. It lost in its own sauce. You know, it's, um, 
It's it's one of those like I think the song itself is very worthwhile. I, I think the sound on it is really cool, and I I appreciate it even more because it kind of stands on its own. It, it really feels like um, this big bombastic theatrical kind of introduction. It feels like like the curtain is being raised yes. on on the album itself. Definitely. And then it's like okay, like now the show can begin. Like this. This was not, it's, it's almost, you know, to, to take it even a little bit further, it's like, it's almost like it's not even the first song, it's like the introduction yeah, to, like a, the, yeah, yeah. to the record yeah. proper, you know, it's like it sets the stage and then it kind of makes its way off silently I think, for I think, the rest to yes, happen. Yes, no, I think you're right about that, that, that makes a lot of sense. I also think, it, you know, kind of a way to lure people in, mm. you know, kind mm-hmm. of like, uh, I mean, I I can see if other songs were um, released as, as the first single, uh, the, 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 oh, Green Day's back narrative would not have stuck as strongly, you know, so I think it was a smart move. I think it's a, it's a great opener, like you said, bombastic and... Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it gets better as I, you know, as... Um, as it ages for me over the last few months, um, but then we kind of we kind of jump into the record proper with "Look Ma No Brains" and um, that's another one that uh, I mean just a fucking killer tune. That's and this one really is more indicative, I think, of of the record as a whole. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Not that it's just uh, you know punk bangers. There's a lot of variety, but um, but yeah, you know, kind of. Uh, kind of hey we're green day we're not gonna you know be all doom and gloom and and keep things so serious we're gonna have fun on this record too yeah um you know one of the things that we mentioned too going into this album was like oh man you know it's front loaded with all these singles we already heard so it's kind of funny to go back through it and, and think about like you know where do these singles actually land in the track list how did it feel listening to them you know in the context of the record um and this is like a really really fun um second song you know a, I, I remember like you know many times when we've discussed other albums that that kind of have a similar opening dynamic the american dream is killing me and look my knock i got no brains uh, feels like a one-two punch. I think yeah. is what it is. Yes, for sure. It's it's not that it's it's that it's like you know disconnected. It's that you get one and the other like back and forth, and it's it's kind of the differences between those two songs that makes it feel like an effective introduction. You know, uh, one song is is uh, you know very distinct and kind of sets the stage. And then the other one is kind of like a clean right hook. Yeah. Where you're just like, all right, this is what we're getting into. And I think each make make the other stronger in that way, where they when they, when they're paired together. Um, Connor, what's the next song again? Uh, Bobby Sounds. <laughs> oh yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, this is this is one of the songs that we were. Pretty pretty hotly anticipating because the name Bobby Socks is like it's such a good name. It's such a good name. It I mean, and uh, the song itself was I mean, right away you're like, it does not sound like either of the songs beforehand. Um, and this is this is the song from that um, little 
little teaser article from Italian Rolling Stone or whatever, or Billboard, um, where Billy was cited to do Chester Bennington vocals. Mm. And he kind of does. He kind of does. He and, and and it's a weird song for him to do that on. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Exactly. That it's that that is the thing. It's like he he. I'm right there with you. He kind of does stylistically, and yet it it feels like it just does not have the weight that you would associate with some. You know, because like uh, Lincoln Park, uh, we're we're uh, very much always. Um, over the top and like dramatic to the point yeah. of like um, overdrive, you know. It's like that. That was kind of their whole deal, and um, yeah, it's it's like it's not that they're as with any Green Day song. Like it's not that there isn't an emotional through line, uh, but 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 nothing nothing so. Um, overly dramatic as as all that, so it feels like a a strange comparison in a way. Where it's it like, does, I yeah. get where you're coming from, but like having listened to the song, it's like, well, why? It's like, why would you make that comparison? Like, no, it yeah, it's, it, it's a strange thing to to compare. Um, the song itself is it's like a it's it's a really nice kind of fifties uh, ish romantic peppy number um you know and probably is in the running for maybe the most bisexual green day song yeah that was this was like the one thing i knew quote unquote yeah going into this initial album listen just from uh being on twitter and uh you know looking at green day stuff was i saw people posting the lyrics from this very lyric booklet I didn't read them because I was like, eh, I don't want to bother. Spoilers. Exactly. But I saw people posting like the images, right? And um, people were like, wow, this is a win for the bisexual community. <laughs> or, or, or like, you know, uh, you know, Billy bisexual fully unmasked or like whatever, yeah. whatever comments yeah. people were making. But it, it was, it was all about that, that this song was like expressly and distinctly uh, you know, Billy writing about his uh, bisexualism. That's what that's what they call it, or whatever you yeah. would say. Bisexualism. You know, like it's a religion or something. <laughs> <laughs> All kind of is. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And it's 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 a fun song. I think thematically, it makes me think of Angel Blue. You know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of. Um, but sonically, Connor, kind of, what are your, what were your initial thoughts on this one? Um. Oh well, I I think that this and another one that we'll come back to actually, I was I was feeling like the uh, melodic nature on this, um, r- really hearkened to uh, Rivers Cuomo specifically mm, yes, yeah, yeah. to Weezer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. I I I think that you know. I think uh, both Rivers and Billy have um, a lot of the same like source inspiration, especially when it comes to power pop. Yes, and uh, and even hair metal, which is yes, funny. yes, you're right, you're right, even hair metal. Um, 
and that connection really does shine through on this song and then on on at least one 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 further one but yeah this is Susie Chapstick, right? I think it's Susie Chapstick. Yeah, was the, was the strong. Um, so after Bobby Sox, we jumped to One Eyed Bastard, which was wait, 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 wait. What's the name of that song again? Oh, sorry, One Eyed Bastard. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, which was fun to hear here with everyone uh, in a big room. It sounded pretty awesome on on loudspeakers. Um, it was kind. Of, I mean, the, the one annoying thing is, is like. It our our playback stopped a little into it. We then we started it over, and it's yeah. like, come on, man! You, I want to get to the new shit. Yes, and and even it's like, yeah, I, huh, I, th- there were there were two moments where that happened on yeah. our on our uh, listen through this record, and I was like, uh, immediately split between these two divides of like, hey, you know, that's kind of like the the fun. Uh, you know, nature of like doing something like this mm-hmm. in public or with a yeah, crowd. You know, it's for like sure. there, there's kind of this unpredictable, like, uh, um, like way about it. Yeah, much like going to see a theater uh, mm-hmm. or or a movie in a movie theater, right? It's like and 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 the the crowd itself is like part of the experience. Right? Totally, like, you, you don't know how people are going to react. This and that. Yeah, like. It is those like accidents in a way that kind of marks it as a uh, unique or interesting yeah, it makes experience. it special for sure. And yet, you fucked up my album flow, dude. <laughs> you fucked up my initial album flow. What the fuck? Come on, you man. You had one fucking job, dude. You hit play and mm-hmm. then you don't touch the fucking thing again. I know. So I'm not really sure what happened in between, like yeah. the beginning and the end, where it happened twice. Because, like, it feels like once you hit the play button and then you just don't touch it again, like, I'm not really sure, like, what yeah, the issue was. Yeah, I mean, my, my thoughts are, because both times it happened, they seem surprised that it happened. I mean, part of me thinks, like, maybe the computer they were using just turned, like, the, like it, it uh, went into sleep mode. They didn't realize that that was going to happen. Yeah, that's But then also, I've, this is not uh, unique to our experience. A lot of listening parties were having issues, some even greater than, than ours. And so I feel like it might be an issue with the stream that was provided. I don't know. Yeah, you're right, you're right. You're right. I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I truly, I should not frame it as uh, any fault of for the record or, or any of the people who are in charge of that. Uh, because uh, I'll, I'll wholly, readily admit that I'm not sure what the situation was or how it worked behind the scenes. I, I guess all, all I mean to say is... Whoever is responsible, as, 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 you're toast. As, you're done. As an initial listener, though, like those were, you know, when they say you have two wolves inside of you, man? Yeah. <laughs> those, like that was, that's what was within me. I know. Yeah. I, it's, it's not a fault of any other person, but that's what was within those me. Those were the you wolves. Know what I mean? No, I, 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 I had those wolves, too. Um, uh, next up, we have Dilemma, which, of course, is is a song we have heard. Um, again, at this point, it's kind of, you know, it, it wasn't annoying, but the anticipation is building. Like, that. that's kind of the the good thing I can point to um, of, of having a front-loaded album with the, the pre-release singles all up front is that, like, on that first listen to the full album, you're like, it, it, the anticipation is just building so high that by the end of it, you just want to burst, you know? Yeah. And um, and so so then we get from Dilemma, we go right into 1981, which is a song we have kind of heard before. But not So it's kind of like, 
you 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 can't even get the the full burst. Like it's like the dam doesn't. It's it's like a, no, the, it's, no. It's like a little bit of um. I don't know. Don't say it. Pre cum. Oh fuck! <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yes. I mean, if we're gonna use a metaphor, yeah, you know, yeah it's like yeah, it's no, kind I of mean, like I know we're we're coming hot off the heels yeah, of the judge's daughter. Right we're, now. we're hot off the heels, um, and so it's no, but that that's the thing because like, and and even I actually texted you. I forget if it was just last night or or the night before. I think it was just last night. Um, the preview of night yes, yes. They the uh, fucking Green Day sends out this email. Of course, I'm signed up for like emails and shit. And um, they're like, oh, you know, uh, put in your email in this uh, link here and, and check out a click from this unreleased song. And I'm like, oh, shit. Hell unreleased yeah. Unreleased Green Day song. Let's fucking go. Well, it's like fucking five seconds from 1981. And I'm like, I've heard this. I get that you have not released, like, the studio version of this song, but, like, let's be real here. Yeah, like, you can't do that. Everybody's heard, everybody you, has heard this. You can't pull this shit with us. So, yeah, this, this also was kind of a bit of a back and forth where it's like, oh, it's cool to hear it on the album, but also it's so essentially exactly the same as all the live performances we've heard from it. It, it felt the same as listening yeah. to a single. I, I I I can agree with that, but I will say that I mean, it sounds killer. Like like the studio version, it, it I mean, that it sounds exactly like the live performance is not a bad thing. You know, it 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 sounds just as powerful, and um, it just it's it's just a really tight tight banger of of a Green Day song, one of the catchiest on the record. I think still, um, it's constantly in my in my head. Yeah. Um, I mean that is true. Now diving headfirst into the great unknown, Connor. Finally, we come to Good Night Adeline. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I'm gonna say right away, this fucking floored me when when they played this. I, I didn't know what to expect at all, um, but I, I was pretty blown away. It's, it's, it's a really, really terrific, uh, sweet ballad. Kind of what? What were your first thoughts on on Good Night Adeline? Um, that I wasn't expecting the record to take that turn from, you know, kind of the the pop bob your head along banger of nineteen eighty one into this like ballad direction, and yet that um. I, I guess I can just say on the initial listen, it, it didn't feel like it was a jarring transition. No. Like it, it felt like it was something that that worked, something that they considered, I think, in in like what's it gonna feel like and all that between the two songs. And um and and yeah, just that it it, it feels like a very kind of like larger than life sort of song. It's um it's, uh, yeah, yeah, a very, very, uh, I don't know, like, a big seems weird, but, like, I, I guess I'm trying to describe, like, sort of the, the middling pace and, 
and and almost like the space it felt like it took up when, yeah. like, when they played that song. Yeah, know? no, I, I I think you're right. It is big. It is it is a power ballad. Like it's 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 a very good power ballad, but not in the same way like Twenty One Guns is. Mm-hmm. It it kind of feels um, pulled from a different uh, lineage, kind of maybe maybe more eighties rock. Um, but really emotionally affecting, um, really killer. I, I, I had a really great first impression uh, from this song. Yeah, same. And then it was like a, a really intriguing, like you're talking about like kind of leaving the singles behind. And yeah. this is like kind of that, that first step into a larger world where yeah. it's like, what are we... What are we getting into? You know, what is the rest of this album going to be like? What's the full picture look like? And and this was uh, an interesting song to like lead that. Yeah. Lead that off. Absolutely. Um, we jump into Coma City after that, Connor. Yeah. Coma now this City. Was something. Yeah, this was something. No cops, no problem. That's what is on the uh, the lyric booklet. Um, this, I mean, I I think this is a pretty unique song in Green Day's catalog it it starts off with a really cool intro where it is um kind of you know like siren sounding guitars almost yeah and like stop start bass and drums that, that are really cool um that 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 was it, it was a really exciting um introduction it yeah it is i don't remember the intro as clearly as you're describing so uh you know, as with many things that we're going to be discussing, I'm excited to go back and listen to it. Um, my my big takeaway from this, like talking to you about it afterwards, was I felt like I was like, oh, you know, this feels like it could be drawing on like a Billy Idol inspiration yes. yeah. that that this that this also feels like it's kind of drawing on um, a very '80s sort of sound. Um, you know, it's it's dancey and rocking and bright in in all these kinds of ways. And the thing that always kind of got me about it, it, it always felt like it was about to like shoot up into some sort of like grander, more anthemic moment. Um, but it kind of doesn't, you know, and I, I think that that is like what gives it that sort of feeling of intrigue, you know, uh, not, not that there isn't interest on the song, but, um, I remember on my first listen, like kind of, kind of feeling like, okay, I get the melody. Like, I think I know where they're going to go. Yeah. And, um, they don't. It feels like they kind of duck and weave on this song. To me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there, there, there could have been a big anthemic chorus that um, was built up into. And I'm sure they could have done that with great effect. But what they opt to do instead here is um, they they close it off with a really cool instrumental section where they where you know the band goes really hard and just as the review stated, like Trey kind of goes ham on the drums. Um, and so, you know, it kind of builds up into an epic conclusion in, like, a unique way. It's not, like, uh, not the classic Green Day route, but um, but uh, it, it resolves itself kind of chaotically, which I guess kind of is the point of the song, too, right? Because there's no, 
no resolution. It's 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 kind of all about you know um, how chaotic and scary and dilapidated living as a as an American in you know any city could become a city. You know, yeah. so I think that's kind of the point, and and so it it resolves in a way that is uh, very appropriate. I, I felt. Yeah, I uh, I really like your thoughts there especially because i was actually about to mention that um you know it just i you know maybe there is kind of a danger of connecting too many dots as a green day fan but you know to me it felt like this song was kind of just naturally set up to be the sort of sister song to murder city right yeah and so i I think I was maybe imagining something that felt more closely tied to it. And yet, it's like, I guess maybe that is the point, right? It's like that that there would be this, this very stark sort of contrast between the two tracks. Um, that, that it's not about, like, giving you Murder City Part 2, right? It, it's... It's about, like, kind of maybe sticking that thought in your mind, but giving you something that is very different to show, like, you know, to, to, to highlight those differences. And, and you know, kind of like you're saying, it's like, well, what what is Coma City? It, it feels like it could be any number of places at any number of times. It more of a more of a commentary on America in... 2024 than what murder city would have been obviously so yeah for sure uh i i think given that it, it makes me uh yeah this this feels like a track that i i'm more excited to go back and dig a little bit deeper into because um you know i think you're already a bit ahead of me Mm. In in um, you know I, I like what you have to say and I'm like yeah I want to go back and listen yeah. to uh, to this song with like those thoughts in mind I, I I think it'll be a grower you know it's it's not quite as immediate but um there's a lot there, there, there's a lot of meat on that bone but going into a song that you know from something from something less immediate to something I thought was very immediate um, after Coma City we go to Corvette Summer. Yeah, which was kind of a song I think that both of us were a little bit apprehensive on because it's I mean first off the name Corvette Summer it's like you know we're not car guys I know yeah. Billy's into cars that's cool for him but like I don't really want a Green Day car song you know I don't right. I don't want that um, that's not what this is and again we were um, kind of teased with uh, it being kind of a love letter to rock and roll. And that brings its own set of pitfalls, you know? It's like, you don't want to... You don't want the song that's like, Oh, I love... You know, I, I, I like Nirvana and Rihanna and Madonna. <laughs> We're going to go back you to know, the, the Weezer again, thing. Yeah. I'm not trying to sing about Weezer, yeah. but the, the Weezer song record... It's just crazy, because I like that I will I, know de- I will defend that I know. song against you. It. It's just yeah. so funny, because usually we're on the op- I know. opposite sides of no, the camp. I, I'm... I don't know what it is about that song that makes you not like it and me like it. I don't know what it is. I'm not totally sure. Um, I think it is. I think it's mostly the name dropping that that just does it for me. Yeah. um, Or doesn't do it for me. Um, And I, I mean, I'm happy to report that um, my my fear was pretty much unfounded. It is a, 
okay. The song itself is kind of hokey and kind of cliche, but I thought it was yeah. fun as hell. I don't know. Yeah, I think that my my two like initial thoughts off of that are one, uh, before we got into the the listening event, we were talking about um, songs we were anticipating and Corvette Summer got brought up. And I mentioned, you know, I'm like, you know, I could see Corvette Summer really being like the young blood of Saviors, you know, something that I, I think is very readily written off because it has like a, a, a more surface level kind of feeling yeah. and, and a much more, uh, you know, sort of like disposable, repetitive, poppy kind of like hook feeling to it. And you know what's 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 interesting in that regard is like, it it almost feels like um well it's gonna be ridiculous i was gonna say that corvette summer is like almost not taken far enough to even feel that way mm. but then that's gonna draw an unfair comparison as to say that they were trying to make corvette summer to be a young blood which is wrong yeah I don't um, it's not what they're trying to do uh-huh. so so really what i what i mean to say here is like i assumed this song would be a kind of young blood and yet it just isn't but there is also in its own way yeah that that feeling of like kind of an otherness from the rest of the songs on the track record yeah not that it doesn't belong not that it's an outlier but that it sort of stands alone while still feeling like it's a part of the track list right but but kind of stands alone in, in that it feels like it's much more about a a kind of feeling or or a moment or like kind of capturing a a memory or something like that. Um, the yeah. other the other thing it makes me think of too is that you know I I'm a, a, a an infamous Star Wars fan. True. And um, given everything that George Lucas has done. One of the things that he's also known for is for being a very big car guy. Oh, he happens to yeah, be a yeah, very big okay. Car guy. Um, and uh, and so this this kind of makes me think of that in a way where it's like, yeah, you know, I just it's it's I guess what I mean is like. It's a song about cars that I don't think is about being a car guy. Yeah. Just like how Star Wars, once you know that that's what George Lucas is into, you're like, oh, so like that's where like the X-Wings and shit comes from? It's like, okay. Um, and and so I, I feel like there's a bit of this idea of using what they love as inspiration without just writing a song about being like, aren't cars cool? Yeah. Like, no, I... I, I think you're right and and it was kind of a silly fear to have um but i mean it just like you gotta admit car like songs that are actually about cars are pretty fucking dreadful so i uh i was happy we dodged that bullet um and, and the song itself like the 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 reviews and descriptions were it's it like it, it is a love letter to rock and roll like it's yeah it is a love letter to putting on your headphones and just you know everything's gonna be all right when you have your rock and roll and uh I gotta say, as as hokey and cliche as that message is, it is something that resonates very, very deeply with me. So I and, and I felt like it uh, hit the mark. I get that. I I feel like on the initial listen, like 
I don't have very strong feelings about this song, but I wonder if as I listen to the record, um, you know, I'll be drawn more strongly one way or the other. Because uh, I, I certainly think at this point in Green Day's career, they, they have very much earned yeah. the we're going to write a rock song about how fucking cool rock and roll is. Absolutely, like, yeah. You know, they they just... I, I, I think that they... They should do that. And it's like, so this is that song. I don't know completely what to make of it yet, but, um, but I do kind of just respect that they yeah. went for it. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. If this was on their first or second record, get the fuck out of yeah, here. You're not, you at the, you're not at that level yet. But come on, what, the 14th record? Yeah. I think you've earned it. Yes. Um, the, the last thing I'll say about Corvette Summer is that um, it's got kind of a, like a cool southern rock influence almost that um, I don't know if any other Green Day songs have, like kind of like Sweet Home Alabama style. Not like mm-hmm. that, but but kind of like a, there's like a southern twang on it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know, and actually, I, maybe last thing on that note, but um, when Billy did the No Fun Mondays covered record there, yeah. it kind of makes me think of that song... Uh, I think it's just called Rock and Roll, right? Or it's yeah, Rock yeah, and yeah. Roll. Rock and Roll, Because yeah. that is another song it, very explicitly about loving rock and roll that kind of has yeah. that, um, you know, down-home sort of yes. like rock feel Absolutely. to it. It does kind of feel like this is maybe Billy's sort of Version. twist on that. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I think uh, that could be right. Yeah, you're right. Um, next up, we have Susie Chapstick, which is another one of the, the names that were kind of confounding to, to us, you know, for a second there. It's like, well, are Bobby Sox and Susie Chapstick the, <laughs> the new what's-her-name in, in Jesus Verbio? Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, we're happy to report that, yes, this is actually a secret concept record about the adventures of Susie Chapstick and Bobby Sox. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, no, Susie Chapstick is a song that really um, took me by surprise uh, in a big way. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say right away it was the standout for me. Um, it's, it's uh, yeah, it kind of took me, took me by surprise. I didn't really know what to expect, um, but... But it ended up being like a very affecting, um, kind of moody ballad with yeah. with a with yeah, kind of like a fifties, sixties, sixties ish uh, feel for the chorus. Um, Connor, what what were your thoughts initially? Well, you know, there. It's funny because I feel like a lot of times you and I. We'll share our opinions and be like, what do you think? And then the other person will go, you know, I agree. And um, there's a lot to be said about our our long history of loving Green Day and our mutual friendship. But here's why I'm bringing that up. Because I'm surprised to hear you say that this was like the song that kind of really made you, you know kind of kind of like freeze or yeah but you know pause and be like wow like this this song is really flooring me because i do feel the same way Mm. and i i feel like i feel like this is not always a, a kind of song like this sort of song this sort of mood of song is not always like the initial kind of track that you and i would both like immediately 
sync up on. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, not, not, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not here to, you know, I'm not, I'm not claiming anything, right? But, but what I mean, you're, you're, you're just trying to, uh, to, to no, make fun of me for my favorite foam song being no, stabbed you in the no, heart. No, 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 no. But I mean, you should, you should be made fun of for that. <laughs> I'm not here to do that, but I mean, other people will do it for you. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is like, um, when when I was listening to this song, I was I was kind of feeling that same way. I was like, "Wow, holy yeah. shit!" And then I was surprised to hear you express that later too. And I was like, "Wow, like you know, me and Connor are like really, really in sync on this because you know this is exactly the kind of song um, that 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 usually um, you know kind of draws me to attention too like that that sort of like moodiness that that kind of like melancholy it's those kind of feelings that um have like really largely drawn me to an artist like neil young yeah i'm not saying this is a neil young song it isn't but like it's it's kind of like tapping into those kinds of feelings and and drawing on on those kinds of melodies um that that also made me really feel like damn like I wasn't expecting Susie Chapstick to be this song. Like, oh, it I just, know. It did not feel like what I thought the song was going to be and what it actually was were, were you know were in line at no, all. No, not at all. Not and at I all. think that's especially what made it feel like kind of uh, as as impactful as it did maybe because I you know I was sort of ready to write this song off. Before I listen, it's like, what is Susie Chapstick going to be? Like, you know, is, is this going to be like, a, not a joke song, but, you know, maybe something that's just a, a bit more like easygoing. Or, yeah, or like maybe flippant. bouncing off the walls or something yes, like yes. that. Um, and, and it's not, it's not, it's not a song about just like, you know, having fun and having a, a, a grand old time, right? No. Um, and, and so, yeah, I think especially too, like the, the guitar solo in the song, it's one of those, like it's. It's it's uh, very kind of like droning and yeah. it like rides the melody of the yes. track the whole way through. Yeah. That um, I mean I know that's a thing that you, you that you love a lot. So I, I guess Absolutely, I kind of do yeah. see the overlap. Yeah, no, I mean I, I think it's it's mostly about you know the the season I'm in uh, within my life um, that draws me uh, so so close to this song um, that immediately it, it stuck out to me. Um, and, uh, I mean, it, 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 it feels like, it feels like a classic already, you know, that, that's, uh, like, you know, it's, it's a very rare thing when you hear a song for the first time, you're like, damn, that's a, that's a classic, you know, like that's, it just feels like it's going to stick with you. Um, and, and also I, I kind of got a little bit of, uh, you know, shades of Amy from Dose a little bit too, you yes, know, you're right. um, with the melody and with the arrangement and and even the um subject matter um so yeah i i i thought that was pretty fantastic um next up on the list we have strange days are here to stay um and this one is uh i, I mean i was kind of i'm mean, surprised by it kind of being a straightforward green day you know punk rocker yeah and um Again, that is not a bad thing at all. It's 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 a straightforward kind of um, 
call to realization of just, you know, how, how fucked things are these days with some some really, really great lines from Billy Joe that, that uh, I, I cannot believe are real. Yeah, we got grandmas on the fence we and all. We have grandmas yes. on the fence Yes, all. I literally, when, when, that, when uh, he's saying that line for the first time, I literally turned to you as we were standing next to each other and, like, fucking... Like almost gave a fist bump. Yes. I was like so yes. excited. I know that uh, that it was true. Like it's that, real. That, 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 that was really a part of the song. I yeah. know. Yeah, that that was that was fucking awesome. And it, I mean, somehow it fits. Like it's just it's it's so insane that it, that it really works. Yeah, it, it's a wild rhyme. It is. Yeah, it, it like is. it really does. It really does work. Um, yeah, it's just so out there and offbeat that, um, it just makes me love it all the more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm a fucking sucker for a Bowie reference, so, you know, right. ever since Bowie died, it hasn't been the same, which is repeated twice. It's, uh, you know, and, and, and this is one that, like, these are the songs that you kind of take for granted, like, right away, you're like, oh man, that's a good Green Day song. But the more you listen to it, the more it'll sink in, and uh, and yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's it's almost um, you know there's there's just not uh, too much more we can say about it because it's it it has all the ingredients that you want you know, um, and I I I know that there's like one thing that I was really impressed about on this record is that pretty much every song there's like a, there's cool instrumental passages and cool guitar solos and, and instrumental breaks. And, uh, you know, this song is no different. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think people will like this one too. If people are, you know, back to basics green day fans, then this is, that's one of the ones for you. Yes, and uh, we kind of jumped from that to living in the twenties, which uh, instrumentally did kind of surprise me. Um, the the closest relative I can think of is something like horseshoes and hand grenades, and uh, it kind of builds off of lyrically, uh, lyrically at least the um, yeah craziness of the modern times. You know, You're, we're living in the twenties, but we're not talking about the nineteen twenties. We're not talking oh, no. about the roaring twenties. We're talking about the freaking 2020s. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about mass shootings. We're talking about murder hornets. There's a murder hornet line in this. Is there really? There wow, is. that's there actually, insane. There actually Thank is. God you have the lyric booklet yeah. because I would not, I, know. Uh, I would, I did not pick up on that. Um, so, so, yeah, this is kind of another fun one, but. Um, but it's it's also kind of pretty powerful and uh, and and maybe one of the most down and dirty rock and roll songs on the record. I think. You know that's funny because I feel like I just have to admit that I think this is one of the uh, least poorly remembered songs in my mind right now. Yeah. Um, as we've gone through the most lyrics, poorly remembered. Uh. I, uh Yes. Yeah. I'm okay. trying. I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm trying to say that I feel like I don't fucking remember this yeah, song yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, like on my initial, on my initial listen here, I, I think maybe, you know, to say it's the most forgettable song, I'm not trying to paint it in the light of the song itself is forgettable, but like given that you know we're discussing this album as a whole on 
really just our initial listen. I, I don't really remember this song in a way where I, I feel like I can just jump yeah. in on that. No, so it, I think that's fair. It's interesting. I, I, you know, it really, really makes me um, just just want to be more familiar with it. Yeah, it's it's um it's one of those songs where uh, you forgetting it is not like a um a, a, a dark mark on the song itself, but actually like. Um, just a testament to how good the songs surrounding it are, I think, um, because they really are. And, and this song, you know, really could be a grower. Um, there, there's that, the, the bit, the ain't that a kick in the head. That, that, oh, that, yes, I do remember. That yeah, stuck yeah, out to yeah, me yeah. the most. Um, yeah. Billy sings that pretty aggressively. He does, yeah. And that's another thing that we kind of talked about is um, Billy's vocal performance on, on quite a few songs on this record are, are way more intense than we're used to. And... Uh, fucking love it yeah that really does feel like it's a point of distinction for this record like it it really felt like i much like how um on foam billy's falsetto yes it was it's not it's not like it was on every song or it was used in such a way where um it was it was you know dominating the record but it was it was something that billy did that kind of separated his vocal performance from other albums yes and uh, yeah, it, it feels like the play on that here is instead, you know, Billy kind of going back to screaming, you know, to to be shouting in this aggressive way. And and in fact, you and I were talking about that. You know, we were saying that it it's not something you know, Billy hasn't really played with um, shouting in this way sense like take back off a of Nimrod yeah or or sense uh what do we say Christians Inferno yeah. off a of 21st century mm-hmm. um you know short of those really distinct tracks it it doesn't really show up in the same way and 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 so it does kind of feel like Saviors um has this kind of prominence or distinction in 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 uh Billy pushing himself as a vocalist here to do something a little different and um that that is really interesting yeah absolutely and that, that that will be one of the things that sets this this record apart um and you cry babies don't don't go whining about oh billy's not using his normal voice let it, let, let, let the man do something new you know um i'm just saying like they did with the falsetto that was uh yeah people yeah, melted yeah. down about that um and the falsetto is great yeah, it's I great mean, he does a great job of it it's it's um but anyways, we're past that. Moving on, um, uh, we get to "Father to a Son," which is a pretty gorgeous Beatles-esque ballad. Mm. Um, with uh, yeah, it just starts out simple with acoustic guitar, and uh, you know, kind of, kind of flourishes into um, you know, uh, chorus with strings and piano and. Um, yeah, and, and obviously it's a very heartfelt song, something that yeah. kind of has maybe a song that's overdue. Um, maybe. And and I yeah I, I I liked it a lot. You know, another pretty emotionally affecting one. Yeah, Beatles is a great point of comparison. Um, I have to say with this song, and. I, I just want to preface what I'm about to say with a um, bit of a pinch of salt here because, yeah. like, on an initial listen, 
it is just kind of a fact of the matter. You know, opinions are not fully formed. Things are in flux. Things are changing. Things that you might think on an initial listen may not prove to be true sure. as you uh, you know become more familiar with the record. The reason that I'm going to say this is because I, I'm fully willing to um, you know be open to like changing my opinion as I listen to the record more and more. Yada yada. Here's the deal. I was expecting more from this song. Mm. I was waiting for this song to kind of like grow into something greater. And when I think about other songs um, that, I, that I think are on, um, you know, similar level stylistically in my head, I'm thinking of uh, Ordinary Worlds or The Forgotten. Yeah. Um, and, and again, like I'm even willing to admit, I know those two songs are, are not the same, you know, but I'm just talking about like broadly. I get right? what you're saying, yeah. And uh, like both of those songs, I, I feel like Billy really taps into emo to an emotion that um, it's like it, it, it cuts through all this extraneous bullshit to get at like the the very very important but like tiny core of the matter in a way that um you know is is very moving it feels like those songs to me they they expose something that is harder to reach in our everyday lives mm. you know like listening to those songs feels like i'm able to tap into an emotion that I'm am able to feel on my own but like only under extreme circumstances like those, sure. those are emotions that you feel at like like very specific uh you know moments in your life and and yet I feel like it's something that those songs sort of like capture and crystallize and all that's to say is it could be a problem with um assumption or expectation but I I kind of was I, I kind of was thinking that this song, A Father to a Son, w was going to give me that feeling or tap into those kinds of same things on that initial go-around. And yet my takeaway from this song was that it was pretty good. Yeah. And I just don't feel like that's enough for what I think Billy was trying to accomplish yeah, with for, this song. Yeah, for the caliber of, of the... Uh, style of the song at least um no I, I i don't disagree with with that at all um it, it it is simplistic you know it's it's uh structurally you know it doesn't even have a bridge um which is which is okay you know it's it's uh i i think it is okay to have kind of um a ballad like this that's not the epic closer as both the forgotten and ordinary world are, you know, that's true. Thank you about where they are on the yeah. track list. I mean, that's true. That's and, important. And, 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 you know, I think it's okay to have kind of a normal everyday, um, kind of Beatles esque battle like this. And I, I do agree with you. I think they could have gone further and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe improve the song because, because I did have a similar thought that, it, that it was a little bit, um, 
you know, more slight than I than I was expecting. But at the same time, we have the great surprises of Susie Chapstick and Goodnight Adeline that are like, kind of took some of the weight off of uh, this one, you know. So I think it's it's uh, just kind of the weight of the album is kind of placed or it's it's like it, it dispersed into different places than we were expecting, maybe. Yeah, I um, think that's fair. But this is a song that I think um, I, I will always like, and I think I think maybe maybe one day we'll think of uh, its its simplicity as a positive. But um, but yeah, no, I, I I I agree. It's it's a pretty good song on on a record so far full of pretty great songs. I think. Yeah. Um, and so we get to our penultimate track. Oh, look. The, Isn't that a great word? It's a great word. It's just it's one fun of my to say. It's one of my favorites. It's just a good word. It is. And this one happens to be the title track, Connor. Saviors. Yeah. I mean, infamously on uh, our Translated Magazine discussion, a track that was said to have nothing noteworthy yeah. to say. Nothing to no, say about it. Nothing nothing of value, nothing worth mentioning. Simply a song that happens and nothing needs to be discussed nope, about it. No, nothing at all. It happens to be the title track. You know, we're going to... We're gonna quote one line. That's where the last of the rockers making a commotion. I mean, uh, you know, Italian Billboard or whoever the fuck you are, you done fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you done goofed. We might not know actually what country you are. <laughs> one, of, one of those countries. I actually, kind of think maybe it was Germany. We were thinking, <laughs> you know, I think, I think I think it was something pretty different from that, but. Uh, but the point is that you know who you are. Yes. <laughs> you know what you've done. You fucked up. You done fucked up because, hate to break it to you, the song fucking rocks. Yeah. Um, it, and, you know, I, I, it, it, this is another pretty unique song in Green Day's catalog. Um, we, we have kind of a, a building... Um, feeling in, in the verses where we kind of have Billy... Singing songs, you know, with the, like the megaphone effect, which he loves to do, um, and it—it's. I will also say that there's kind of a, a cool psychedelic Beatles-esque melody in the verses, um, which kind, which which give way to like a really anthemic chorus calling all saviors tonight. Yeah. Um, and and it's that's that's kind of a thing they haven't done before. It's 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 a really cool. Um, song sonically uh to have kind of a uh stranger sounding verses building into kind of a classic anthemic chorus i i i was really happy to hear the song i thought it was i thought it was worthy of the title track spot it yeah it is it's weird because it i guess like as i was listening to it i felt like i kind of you know, you know when sometimes you'll like read through Green Day opinions on, uh, you know, like the, uh, the fucking, like, not Revolution Radio. What's 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 it what's it called? What's the segment called where uh, you know? Anti-social media. Anti-social media. Thank you, man. Yes. And then, like, you know, every now and then I'll be like, hey, I don't agree personally with this comment but i get why they came to this opinion yeah 
I get why they think what they do. Like, I can imagine what it would be like to be them and to think this about this song, even though I don't. That's what I felt like about this Savior song. Mm. Because because I, I, I feel like it's not so, um, you know, explosive or incendiary or larger than life to, like, completely smother and steamroll any, um, you know, opposition to that fact. And yet I think what it's doing here is um, more refined and interesting than what they gave it credit for. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I, I, I think so, too. I think um, it, it perhaps was not what they were expecting, because typically title tracks are not like this really it's it's not really a mission statement of the record like it's you know comparing it to the song revolution radio you know it's it's night and day right like the i i love the song revolution radio but it kind of is formulaic in the way that like it's put together in a way that you know is going to showcase what their formula is for this record yes and absolutely Saviors is is different because it's 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 kind of uh, it's a beast of its own, which I guess is maybe in a way is is the formula of this record, right? That it, it's just kind of something fresh and new. Um, so so yeah, I, I I don't agree with with their um, with their lack of interest in the song. Um, but again, with with all the songs surrounding it, like. I, 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 you know, I can see that maybe, you know, maybe why they had more to say about um, some of the other standout songs on the record. Yeah. It just, it kind of, I think, sort of goes back, and maybe it's just fresh in my mind because we've been discussing 39 Smooth. We were talking about, like, the importance of rest just prior to The Judge's Daughter. And I don't think this song serves quite the same purpose you know, um, because what the songs are attempting to do are not the same, but like it, it does make me think about um, this song as like a, uh, a a song that is like kind of done in service to the track list yeah. more than itself. Not not to do it a disservice or to say like it's not a good song in its own right because I think it is, but I I think it's more interesting for where it falls in the track list and how it sounds in the flow of the record rather than kind of standing on its own two feet. Yeah, I I I get that because I I, I do feel like it would maybe not work in any other place on the record. Right. You know, I, th- I think it's it, it works really well where it is. It serves as a specific function, and um, that's okay, you know. Um, because, yeah, it, it leads really well into our closer, Fancy Sauce, which is another one of those titles where we're like, what the heck? It, what? This was, you know, probably the biggest question mark on the whole album. Yes. For us. And, it was. and we really made no secret of that. When we were discussing, you know, this this very same uh, 
translated uh, track list review, Fancy Sauce was one of the, the biggest um, uncertainties for us. And even earlier today, when we were walking to this record store, Connor, you asked me, you know, what song are you most looking forward to? And I was like, other than Fancy Sauce? Mm. Because to me, this last song was the one that I was most intrigued by. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it was up there for me too, for sure. Um, and I mean, I think it's it's funny because all the things we kind of heard about it um, didn't really cover the brunt of the song, which, I mean, the the verses. Like, it's, it, it's a full song. I know back when we were discussing... Uh, you know these the, the the previews were like oh is it just like a mostly instrumental song with with just the chorus repeating or whatever but no it's 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 a full song in its own right and um the verses are you know they're they're really some of uh billy's most unhinged lyrics um i mean along with uh strange days but uh but, but yeah no i mean it's 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 all about feeling a little crazy Going a little cuckoo. Something that, you know, interestingly, as we have been discussing, uh, Billy's never once written about before in his entire <laughs> songwriting career. I know, this is this, brand this, new. This is a novel experience for him. Yeah. Um, no, but he, I, 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 I think it's it was like really refreshing to me because this... It's it's written in good humor, you know. Yes. It's it's uh it's it's, it's very tongue in cheek, and then you know builds up into yeah like a great kind of uh, cathartic chorus uh, of we all die young someday, um, and as a as a closer to a Green Day record, it was it was pretty refreshing because it didn't have to be a big anthemic thing. It didn't have to be a, a power ballad or whatever. Um, it's it it really is just a the the resolution to the themes that are running through the record you know yes. feeling uh feeling out of your mind feeling you know um disconnected with with society you know at odds yeah. with things yeah um everything kind of comes to a head in this song i yeah i mean i'm right there with you i was thinking as i was listening to this song you know, I think this is one of the most perplunk feeling songs we've gotten. Ooh, yeah, in, uh, I don't. Who knows how long? Damn. Yeah. Um, because it really, it really feels like it is built on this foundation of, you know, everything is so fucked up. You know, it's like. Is is the world around me crazy, or like, am I the fucking crazy one? Yeah. And like, what's the difference? Yep, you know? yep, yep. Um, the song I'm thinking of specifically, in 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 line with uh, Fancy Sauce here, is eighty, where you know, like sure. something like I, I sit and spew my guts out into the open air, and no one yeah. wants to hear a drunken yeah. fool. You know, something like that, where it's like, yeah, like those those lines are tongue in cheek, right? Like it's it's not Billy being. Uh, so self-serious where he's like, yeah, I'm I'm losing my fucking mind. I need to be in a straitjacket, man. <laughs> like, you know, he's he's drawing on this imagery to make a a much larger 
but like also goofier kind yeah. of point. And I really think he's doing the same thing here in this song. I think you're right. And um, it just feels like it's been a long time since yeah. he's like specifically done that. No, that's a great point. And, and I actually, now that you bring up the Kerplunk connection, um, I mean, I think... I, I I think it's it's kind of the, that that's also a through line in in this record is uh there is kind of that that same levity and the that same way of of looking at the outside world you know with with uh, trepidation but a smirk you know and and um yeah I, I mean and even stylistically there's you know Kerplunk is a record where they you know Green Day they're still growing as a band you know and so they're trying out different things and in the, that same way you know it, it, it feels like they're doing the same thing here with this record um, really trying different sounds and, and things on for size um, so no I think it, it does kind of feel like they're, they're, they're they are kindred spirits in a way and um I mean, w this song is is a very refreshing closer, but as a, a full package, as as a as as a something that wraps up this full record, um, yeah, it, it feels really satisfying to me. Yeah, I think so too. It's funny because, as we mentioned, like there, we kind of had a lot of. Um, you know, focus and expectation on like what this song would be, ideas of what we thought it could be. Like, oh, is is this going to be like a mostly instrumental track? You know, where where they they use all these like weird effects or like, I think in my head I sort of built it up to be something that was, you know, kind of ultimately more strange and experimental than what it was and. Um, you know, what I think is most interesting about that is when I listened to the song, I didn't feel let down. I didn't feel like my expectations were in competition to what the song was, you know. I feel like what, what Green Day had on offer and what they gave us in the track itself, even though it's not what I thought it would be, was like just as... Um, like compelling as 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 kind of what I conjured up in my mind um, and and so it felt like I was sort of able to like very naturally kind of go along with the ride with this song and close the album out on this I, you know I guess in a weird way on this feeling of surprise it's it's almost like I was expecting the last song to be so out there and strange that um, when it went in a different direction, it's like that is what truly subverted my expectations. Yes, absolutely. In a, in a strange sort of way. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, right. Like, of course. Like, that, that was kind of the feeling I was left with. I was like, of course, you know. Um, but it still felt novel to me. Yeah. I, I was like, man, like, what a good closer. I just, I... I just was, I was not let down or disappointed. I, 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 I guess what I mean to say is like Fancy Sauce ended up being very different than what I thought it was going to be going into it. And maybe even because of that is like partially what 
what made it feel like such a interesting closer mm. as like the as the first listen like yeah I, I still think it was a great way to end the album yeah no I, I i think so too and in its own way it it really is experimental and different for green day i mean it, uh, you know again it, it opens up with acoustic uh guitar and then kind of builds up to you know uh rock and roll core or epic chorus so so yeah i mean it, it, it has its own unique place in green Day's discography as as do quite a few of these songs and, um, you know, we, we've been talking for a little bit too long, which is okay, but... Um, that doesn't sound like us. For you, you know, unfortunately for you, you'll have to hear a lot more about it, because uh, this isn't even our, our, our fucking Savior's release this, this is our This is our initial listen discussion. This, this is uh-huh. not an album review. No. You, I mean, you guys are listening to this, you're thinking, oh, this is the Green Dude's official Savior's album review. No, no, no. Nope, not not just yet. Not just yet. We're saving that for, for later. We're saving that for when the album actually uh, releases. And we have time to collect our thoughts. We want to spend some quality time with the record. Give it, uh, you know, give it some time to to coagulate within our, our uh, brains. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, for a first impression, Connor, I, I am very, very happy. Yeah, me too. Um, I I do want to mention something at the end yeah. of our initial album discussion yeah. here, though. And it's this. Um, Father of All Motherfuckers got a lot of flack mm-hmm. for um, feeling like it took, you know, too many left turns or, or to even... Um, you know, maybe maybe borrow some uh, language from a more critical camp. You know, uh, essentially um, from from being like too poppy, or for like abandoning their sound to chase something much trendier, or however you want to put it, right? Sure. But but in short, like foam was kind of perceived as. Um, a bit of an odd duck, right? You know, something that is quickly swept back under the rug and it's like, okay, well, we're, we're just going to move on from that. Well, here's why I want to bring it up at the end of our discussion. Yeah, please. Uh, it's because for as much as I appreciate and love this initial uh, listen of Saviors and for the record... That is a bit of a record store shout out. But for the record, I truly do. For all the reasons that we discussed, I truly, truly do. But there is something that I like about Foam more than Saviors. Ooh. And I think it's that Foam surprised me more. Mm. It's that I, I think Foam took more chances. Foam took the Green Day sound and pushed it into stranger, and I really mean it when I say this, more experimental territories. And um, I'm not trying to pit the two records against each other because, as we always say, it's important to acknowledge that these two albums are trying to accomplish two different things, right? Uh... Foam is not trying to be saviors. Saviors is not trying to be foam. 
But the but the reason I'm bringing it up is because like I think foam gets so much flack, gets so much pushback, and it's unappreciated for what it truly does accomplish. And I'm thinking about it because I think despite all that, foam really does accomplish certain things that Saviors doesn't. And so again, it's not that Saviors fails in any way or is worse than foam in any way because if they wanted to do that, then they would have. It's as simple as that. But I have to say, there were moments listening through Saviors where I was almost expecting them to carry that like through line or that sound into Saviors or it, to expand on it more or, or to push themselves into territories that I wasn't quite expecting. And yet, even despite everything that we said, even, even despite um, the surprises that are very much on saviors, and again, sure enough, they are, I feel like ultimately in like the 27 minutes or so that Foam has, I think they do so much more in terms of expanding themselves and pushing themselves that I, that I found myself, I remember myself being so much more surprised in a lot of ways than what they do here. And, and so I want to end here again by saying that it's, it's not about comparison or competition, but like kind of a, kind of a compare and contrast of appreciating something that I think a lot of fans don't appreciate on foam, which, which I think is really worthwhile, like kind of singing the praises of. And then also on saviors, kind of considering Given the end of our discussion here, or of again, of our initial listen, Saviors accomplishes so much and and does really make new sounds for Green Day to go into. Like we discuss those things, they are real and they really do do it. But it's not as in your face. It's not done in such a way where they're like pushing your nose into it. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, no, you're right about that. And and I kind of was maybe left thinking at the end of this initial Saviors listen, as like I almost wish there were more moments on this record, Saviors, that made me feel uncomfortable, mm. or that made me feel like ah, oh, yeah, like I'm kind of questioning if that was the right move. Yeah. Because, like, by and large, I, I'm I'm almost, like, 100% on board with Saviors. And I just have to say I wasn't with Foam. And I, I feel like that's that's part of what, like, left those moments for growth with Foam, where I was like, you know, wow, this didn't work for me initially. And yet, like, I kind of have come to, like, understand their perspective, I feel like, more. Yeah. And, um, and, and so I think there just kind of is, like, a push-pull sort of relationship between those two things, again, not better, not worse, but different. Yeah. That that really make me think about both those records like in conversation with each other. I I mean I, I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, it is no secret that you know I am a foam sympathizer. Um, I, I have a lot of love for that record. I listened to it on the drive to get to your apartment today, and and I thought it was terrific. Um, 
this this record has a lot. Um, it, it shares a lot of DNA with Foam, and I think people. I don't know if people will want to admit that to themselves, um, but it does. And I do. I, I get what you're saying, um, but my my immediate thought um, in in regards to that is it, it, it was a feeling of relief because. Not, not because I didn't want the foam sound to continue, but because, in my eyes, this record is a Trojan horse. This record, again, they put out The American Dream is Killing You as the first single. They're, they lured you in with classic Green Day, baby. They lured you in. Um, this record does all kinds of different things. It is not just standard Green Day. Um, Bobby Sox, Susie Chapstick, um, you know, Coma City, like... These songs and, and other songs, you know, they they do build off of what Foam was doing in in different ways. Um, to to me, this is not a, a safe record. It it it, it does veer off into um, different avenues, and it explores a lot of the that glam rock, sixties rock, fifties kind of stuff that um, that Green Day was getting at on the last record. Um, but, you know, there is that push and pull because, again, you know, Foam did have, have a backlash. And so uh, the, the, the reason I felt relief with this record was because instead of, you know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater, which they kind of did with Reverat and, and in certain ways, if I'm going to be hyperbolic, you know, um, when the trilogy was panned, they kind of, they, they really made the most safe Green Day record they could make with with still being Green Day and I love Reverend I'm not gonna disparage that record that's special and meaningful and it, it needed to happen how it did but um but with this record they I I do feel like they um they evolved upon a lot of the work they were doing on Foam just in a way that maybe pulled the wool over some people's eyes I know you know that you know you you you. You, you are privy to where those influences are, and um, I don't even disagree with you that it doesn't go far enough, you know. Um, I, I just think they do it in, in new and exciting ways, and it's, it's a relief to me that, they're, that they are still um, in that growth, that growth mindset, and they are still continuing to progress and change. Um, and yeah, would I have liked something more in your face, something more experimental? You know, maybe that would have been great, but um, for what it is and what it could have been, I think we, uh, I, I do feel lucky that um, it, it seems like they got the fire still in them with this record. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like what you have to say, and I think the only thing I, I want to add is, you know, on top of all that, not only did we get to, um, you know, hear that fire that they still have, but. Um, you know, you and I got to hear it for the first time together. And yeah. I, I just, I really do want to um, kind of reiterate just how special that is because we, we say it each and every time we sign on to one of these podcasts, you know, about um, how uh, Green Day has been a, a constant hallmark of our friendship for like basically as long as we have been friends. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's completely true, and I think sometimes, like, we, you know, we we say it, and it's not that we say it without, without meaning it, you know, um, 
or that the meaning is lost on us but I, I think maybe like even to to like really really consider it like just how cool it it really is and how special it really is that you and I you know here in our 30s um, yeah have made this decision together to go to this listening party to listen to Green Day's latest album together. We're, we're still you know? doing like, it. I know. It's... Uh, I, I, I really do think it's it's very special yeah. and, and meaningful. And, you know, I just want to thank you from the, the bottom of my heart for uh, yeah. hey, for doing it, man. I, 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 I love you, buddy. And I, I, I feel like it, it takes it takes moments like these to, uh, to, to, to realize how special that kind of bond is and, and that connection is and the yeah i you know i'm, I'm just I'm, I'm happy we we're we're still doing it you know um and again we will have uh more of our thoughts that i know you're still clamoring for after almost two hours of them there's no way you could think this was the entire savior's discussion there's no I mean, fucking way on. you know us by now you come know what we're capable of um so look forward to that in the coming days within the release um Connor, do you have any final thoughts on uh, on on the first listen through of the record before we sign off? You know, just that it 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 really was uh, it really was a, a an awesome experience. Yeah, absolutely, and everyone there was was great, and it was really cool to um, yeah celebrate it with a bunch of other Green Day fans. Um, if you like what you heard, you can you know please. Uh, Shout it from the rooftops, as well as um, leaving us a nice review on Apple Podcasts with a nice five star rating. That would be much appreciated. Um, if if you took issue or took umbrage with any of the things we've said on this podcast, please email us at greendudespod at gmail um, But for real, we you know I, I'd love to hear your stories. Maybe maybe you went to a listening party and uh, want to share with us your experience. I would love to hear it. We might as might might even uh, read it on the pod, um, so so uh, please reach out. Um, we are on social media or anti-social media, should I say? Um, we are at Green Dudes Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. So give us a follow, slide into our DMs. We uh, we want to hear from you guys. Um, but most importantly, folks, stay, stay punk. punk.